0: It's a wonderful day today where we really get to reflect and celebrate uh, the the year that has been. And it's sometimes it's interesting during our annual general meeting that what it tends to happen is that we tend to start to reflect and look back on um, uh, the year that we've had in 2019 but in actual fact it's like we have to go back in time and look at the last financial year that actually ended at the end of June that's right and so sometimes it's it's interesting to uh, look back and and uh, look at the calendar and goodness me what did we do during that year it, some of it was a little bit of a blur, but it, was, uh, but it was exciting. Amen? Are you with me this morning? You're okay? Oh, phew, I thought you'd been raptured and I was a figment of my imagination. But that's all good. So it's super exciting to be here today and really just celebrate what uh, we have achieved as a church and what God has done through us. Amen? 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 Praise God. Praise God. So you'll hear that quiet little rumble rumbling away there. That's this here that's doing that. And so it's not your hearing that is uh, being healed. I shouldn't say that. It's... uh (laughs) There we go. How's that? Is that all right? Fantastic. Praise God. Well, I'd like to officially uh, welcome you to Manningham Christian Centre's annual general meeting for the uh, financial year of 2018 to 2019. So, welcome. And uh, this is probably and potentially and hopefully going to be the quickest annual general meeting of your life. Simply because, simply because we have a lot of vision building to do, don't we? Amen. Who gets a real sense that there's a new momentum in here? Amen. It's quite electric, and uh, and I'm not just talking about the electric drums, right? It's quite electric, uh, but uh, it's uh, certainly um, it's certainly going to be a great morning this morning. So the first thing I would like uh, to uh, do uh, is um, ha- uh, is uh, the acceptance of the previous. Minutes, And I'm sure you've meticulously gone over them, double-checked them with the YouTube link of last annual general meeting, and if you say yes, they are an accurate reflection of the last annual general meeting, can I get a yes and amen? Can I get a mover? A member, Kelly, and a seconder who is a member of Manningham Christian Centre? Julie, thank you, Julie. You got that? Secretary, Tim? Beautiful. I should... um, Would anybody like a copy of the annual general report? Uh, Sam is more than happy to... uh, Shiloh, you haven't read it yet? (laughs) Come on, darling. You should be interested in the... That's right. (laughs) Come on over here. Fantastic. So thank you for that. Um, Probably one thing that uh, is exciting... And uh, this is uh, uh, his first annual general meeting carrying a... a, a, I'm sure it's not his first uh, annual general meeting that he's attended. But I'd like to welcome uh, again Steve, Mr Stephen Johnson. As treasurer, and uh, Steve will be reporting for the first time uh, on behalf of Mike, and Mike is here as his backup just in case. All right, so so we've got you, we've got your back, Steve. So that's all. We get, yeah, we, that's all you get. No, 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 I'm joking. So so it's going to be great. So, um, firstly, uh, I would like to acknowledge each and every single member. Uh, ...that is here today and uh, you might say, well, oh, this is my church family. I am a member. Well, generally speaking, when we are uh, an incorporated... Uh, inst- ...not an institution, we're an incorporated association. Um, uh, Mike's got my back, so thanks very much for that, Mike. Uh, when we are, uh, we have our constitution and the constitution requires that we have membership... And so membership is something that you apply for uh, and, uh, and there are membership forms that we can give you if you would like to become an official member of Manningham Christian Centre. And uh, so, Tim, can I just check if we have a quorum yet? If 90% quorum! Yes! Praise God, that's fantastic. Once upon a time, our annual general meeting was after the morning service and we would be ringing people as they're trying to get away down foot street please come back so we can have a quorum but praise god uh, we have a quorum this morning so that's great are there any apologies uh, that you'd like to read out no apologies that's fantastic (laughs) that's great that's, that's something to be achieved here And it's a sign of a healthy church When members want to attend an annual general meeting Because often an annual general meeting Is not that something all that exciting to be a part of I remember uh, when Dave and Beck Owens First came into the church life of the church here As complete strangers and guests And they walked in to an AGM And uh, it was, uh, it, it, he said it was the best thing that he could have ever come to because he could see the absolute heartbeat and the core of the church that they were looking at. So today's a good day, Amen? amen? Praise God. No proxies and no absentees. Two proxies, okay, fantastic. So two proxies that have been submitted in preparation for today. So, um, our next on our agenda, and uh, if you didn't get a copy of the agenda, there were some at the uh, door. Um, I wanted to uh, firstly give uh, the senior pastors' address, uh, and uh, that's not 8 Deloitte Court, Warrenwood. What I'm talking about is uh, is uh, our the the address of the financial year. Uh, that was ending, and uh, it 's not so much my take on it; I believe it 's something that uh, we can just look back on and really celebrate what God has done at the beginning of this financial year. You might recall and might remember that we became debt free amazing isn 't it right and uh, and so it has. Uh, been uh, a a new journey as we're we're discovering what it is not to have debt and therefore uh, how we can uh, actively uh, use the resources of this building and use the finances uh, that are not only raised but given and received and uh, then invested into the kingdom. If I could have that first slide uh, please TK thank you. I felt that it was important, and it's not something that we regularly visit, and should I say perhaps we should, but I felt that it's important that as we look back upon the year that was, uh, upon the financial year that was, um, that, that we re-address re, uh, and rediscover, and for some of you it may be the first time, for some of you it may not, but it's important to revisit our core values because at the, at the, at the core of who we are as a church, uh, what happens is that we can look back at the year and say, did, did we achieve or were we achieving what is at the core of who we are? Is that the value? Are we placing value where we said that we would? So let's just quickly revisit this. Fantastic. If I can go back to second slide, that's it. So we uh, started to ask the question: What does God want our church to look like five years from now? That's a big visionary statement, isn't it? What does God want? What does God want the church to look like five years from now? I'd say it's going to look pretty different to today, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Amen. Right? Even even three weeks ago, it looks different, doesn't it? Right? And you see, sometimes we, as as people, we we generally don't love change. Has Has anybody recently changed their bedroom structure around? Have you moved the bed and moved the moved the things around? Josh, you changed well, sort of, but you know. <laughs> <coughs> um, you didn't do it. Um, anyway. Uh, <laughs> um, um, has anyone, what about your lounge room? Have you changed your lounge room around where the TV goes? And, you know, I tried moving the fireplace, but it just doesn't quite, you know, it's a bit heavy. But, you know, it's really good to to, to change things around um, because what happens, have you heard the saying, a change is as good as a holiday. Right. So, look. I think a holiday is better than change, but, but you know, sometimes it's good to get a different perspective and a new thing. And so sometimes in church life, um, well, don't move the organ or don't move the communion table, you know, but as a church, we have actually gotten used to change. There's lighting changes, there's stage changes, there's worship changes, there's new songs, there's new faces. And you see, as we uh, become more pliable, what actually happens is that we position ourselves for God to get us Unstuck and into some fresh momentum. Amen? And so, what I've noticed, and I hope you have too, that over the last uh, 12 months, there has been, there is a fresh momentum in the life of the church, there's a fresh momentum in the atmosphere here just last uh, I I know I need to address last financial year but just last week we had just a significant move of the spirit before the service the Holy Spirit was touching people people were you know falling down and 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 you know that's just not a sign they didn't trip over or something like that there was Holy Spirit just releasing people and touching them and you see that is a part of normal church life amen so we are, this is our statement, we are a community church where the perfect love of Jesus embraces all. That means that whoever you are, wherever you're from, no matter what your experience, we love you. We love you. And we not, we not only love you, we let you know and we display love that Jesus has displayed to us. Hello? Amen? Amen. How many know that it's sometimes difficult to love some difficult people? No one in here is difficult. There's a nervous laugh. Are talking to me? No. No. But the point is, is that whoever walks through the door, whoever comes in is absolutely loved. Amen? But the difference is this, is what I sense is that we are a grace filled church and what that means is that we honor every single person that walks through the door long hair short hair lots tattoos no tattoos smells good doesn't smell good whoever that person might be we extend massive amounts of God's grace grace that we displayed and therefore we honor them and we value them hello we honour them and we value them. But also, the Bible says it this way, that Jesus said that it is by the love that we display and that we show for one another, that the, my paraphrase, that the world would know us. Okay? So if there was a muscle in our core values and in the DNA of who we are, if there's a muscle that we can strengthen, we can always strengthen grace and honour. Hello? Honouring one another. So what does that look like? It looks like heaven on earth. In Matthew chapter 6, verse 10, Jesus said in the model prayer, in the model prayer that he gave for us, it was, Father, let your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So what's our overall goal? Is our overall goal to become a community church where the perfect of love of Jesus embraces all? yes. But what's a better goal? Heaven on earth. Amen? So then we start to ask the question of our core values, what does heaven on earth look like? What does the presence of heaven look like on earth for us? And this is what we have seen a change in the church over the last 12 months. We are more authentic now than we were 12 months ago. What does that mean? Well, what you see is what you get. Look at the person beside you and say, "This is, this is as good as it gets today." Right? We're going to get better, but this is right. What you see is what you get. We talk real. We, there's no fake Christianity. We say what we mean and we do what we do. We do do what you say you're going to do. You get the picture, right? I don't know who made these up, somebody, it must have been me. So the second thing is God's Word. We are absolutely authentic and we are built upon the Word of God. Now there are some pet subjects that you might love to chase after personally in the Word of God. But the overall intent of what you hear uh, preached about, spoken about, sung about, it is all Its foundation is completely and totally found in the Bible. What we know to be the Bible today, amen? God's Word. It is Spirit-breathed and it is spoken and it is written, amen? What's the spoken bit? The spoken bit is not just when we pick up a Bible and we start to read it out. The spoken bit is also when I, when I or you say, and there's no difference between me saying it or you saying it because we are all ministers of the gospel. <clears throat> when we speak out the word of God with the right heart, with the right intent, with the Holy Spirit power, when we speak that out, it is powerful. Amen? Amen. So it's also the prophetic. I might say Sandra, I sense the Lord saying you are going to go on a holiday to Hawaii, all expenses paid. And she might go, "Yes, that is the word of the Lord for me." Right? Right? But it's not just one, it's in the unity and then four of us come and say, "The Lord is going to send you to Hawaii." And uh, it's without Mike and it's going to be fantastic. No, I'm joking. <coughs> But the Word of God is, I'm not trying to belittle the prophetic Word, but when there's the prophetic Word and the utterance of the Word of God, it is to be listened to, amen? It's to be valued. So God's Word is, word is both spoken and written, um, and uh, you have no authority in your life unless you know the Old Testament and the revelation of the New Testament, amen? Amen? Fantastic. Fantastic. Alright, we're all about relationship. Um, now you might see some new faces in the photo there that uh, I'm believing will come and join us as the church. But we're all in great relationship together. Sometimes there's people that we naturally connect to, sometimes there's people that we don't. But the point is, is we're all family. Amen? Amen right? And he's my brother. I, he's my brother. I'm his brother, right? We're all in the family of God. And so we are all built together to love God and love people. So to love God, you actually need to love people. <laughs> yeah, I know. Sometimes that's hard. But God actually said, is that, he said, is that in order to love me, you also need to love your brother. He said things like this. He said, before you go up and worship, show worth and value to God, go and deal with that issue with your brother. Hello? In the same way that we show our love to God, we have to show love to uh, somebody that we may be carrying offense towards. Amen? Amen. That's a subject for a whole new day. But uh, love looks like something, as Heidi Baker eloquently put. So we're a church. Another core value is based on growth. We are continually growing. Amen? We're growing spiritually. We're growing numerically. We're growing in who we are. We're growing in our capacity to love as a church. So we are becoming a large and influential church. We are becoming a large and influential church. We are becoming a large and influential church. Now, that's a scary statement because that sometimes for us makes us feel small now. But friends, what happens is we become who we reflect and God is a large and influential God. He is big, amen? He gives us great capacity to grow. He gives us great capacity to influence this community. And the last time I checked, there is a lot of people in this community that does not yet know Jesus. Hello? It's not about Matt's kingdom building, it's about Jesus' kingdom building. Amen? Amen. So we are becoming a large and influential church. We're equally supernatural. We're superbly natural at being supernatural. We're naturally super. Who makes us that? Well, you know, generally speaking in Bible college, your always base answer is God. But it's the Holy Spirit. We've got to be sensitive to the Holy Spirit. We've got to flow with Him, be sensitive and be attuned to Him. And He empowers us to be supernatural. We are a supernatural church. We see healings every single week. I love the prayer group on Facebook Messenger that when there's a need, then a miracle is created. Why? Because what happens is, is that people get together in spirit and start praying and start stirring up and declaring healing and start to declare healing over those people's lives that need prayer and breakthrough, amen? So it's not just here on a Sunday, it's in your home. As a family, we take communion most days together. Most mornings we have communion together. And since we've started doing that, we've seen breakthrough after breakthrough after breakthrough. That's a supernatural practice that we put into place. Not a religious one. Sometimes we miss it. Sometimes there's only... Eight seconds for an eternal blessing prayer, right? You know what I mean? And it's a quick, we've got to get out the door. We're running late, quick, down it. Thank you, Jesus. Yep, go. You know what I mean? But it's still a declaration that we have victory over the devil and that we have complete and total authority here on earth. Amen? Because of what Jesus has done. So that's just superbly being natural and that miracles are a part of everyday life. Another core value is that we are sold out. Are we sold out for the church? Well, I, yeah, yeah. But more so, we're sold out for Jesus, amen? We're sold out to answer the call that he has placed upon our life. We are completely sold out to him. We are raising and becoming sold out followers of Jesus Christ, Christ. Jesus kind of said it this way. He said, he said, take up your cross and follow me. Not me, him. Him. Take up your cross and follow me. And so to become a sold out follower of Jesus, there is a price to pay. The Bible also says it this way, that wide Is the gates that the world follows, but narrow is the path to eternity. Friends, there is a price to be paid. It might be calluses on your knees as you pray for that loved one. You may carry a weight and a responsibility to pray for this city, a neighbour, a friend, a family member. God may call you into a season of fasting. There is a price to pay. But praise God, it's not through works, but it's through applied faith, isn't it? So to become sold out, we pick up the cross and we carry it. I love it what some preachers say. They said, dead men don't whinge. Have you ever heard that before? When we're sold out, we're not our own anymore. We've been bought by Jesus' blood that we are sold out for him. Does that mean we become brainless and mindless and purposeless? No. We actually find our purpose in him of what he has called us to be. Amen? Amen? Everybody goes a bit quiet on that one. Is a price to be paid? Is there really? I thought Jesus paid the price. Yes, he did. But there's more to come. Hallelujah. So, community champions, we are uh, influencing those around us to help create a better, safer and more vibrant community. I uh, understand that an entire city in Redding, California, is being impacted by Churches, Not just one church, but churches coming together in unity. In that city alone, I've heard that two out of every ten people are in a church. Uh, eight out of ten people have faith in Jesus Christ in that city. Is that extraordinary? Yeah. Extraordinary. Because of what God is doing through people who are sold out. So to become a community champion, we are influencing those around us to help create a better, safer and more vibrant community. What does that look like? Well, that looks like us sowing seed. It looks like us equipping others. Equipping others. Hands up all the saints. That's all of us. Amen? So the Bible says it this way, that it's for the equipping of the saints. So you say, it's equipping me. Equipping me for the work of the ministry. So my role and my job is to see you equipped for the work of the ministry, for the work of furthering the kingdom, of growing in that influence. Raising capital, creating a better facility. So we have a responsibility here as a church uh, to, uh, to look after this facility here, to improve it to make it better, to make it... Uh, 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 we'll talk about that a little bit later on. We have uh, a goal to plant a primary school and we have currently an internship program. And that, in those ways and other ways, uh, we are creating community champions. And so over the year that has been, we have seen growth. We've seen growth uh, in terms of our numbers... Um, I was going to bedazzle you with graphs and uh, our church metrics, of which we actually employ a program called Church Metrics to track where we're going and how, we, how we're how we going, not just in attendance. But let me put it this way. I was talking with Ian Miller. Do you remember Ian and Christine Miller? Yeah. And so Ian uh, employed somebody uh, who was a church consultant specialist and he charges around about $350 an hour. Who would like to be a church consultant? All right, you need to be good at what you're doing, of course. But uh, he employed this person to uh, come and uh, have a look at his church and uh, get a few things right that he felt in doing. And, uh, and so uh, anyway, I started to uh, pick Ian's brain on that a little bit, and and I said, you know, Ian, you know, I just wonder whether there's some areas and things that we can tweak and about becoming a better church, or um, become, you know, grow a little bit quicker, or or reach more people. and And he said, th- and he said this. He said, Matthew, how many people in your church? And I said, well, the, there's there's a um, at that point there was 105 people in the church. And he said, that's great, that's great. And so uh, there's actually 111. Now we have in our church. Can you believe it? Yeah. How good is that? One, one, one. Um, and, uh, and, um, uh, and so uh, uh, Ian said, and what's your average attendance? And I brought up our church metrics, uh, bedazzled him with those graphs. And uh, and uh, and I said, look, it's, a, it's, it's about, uh, at average attendance is, uh, it was at about 58 and then it sort of jumped up to about 72, 75%. And he goes, what? I said, yeah, that's right. He goes, what's your volunteer ratio? And I said, look, it's about 80%. He goes, Matthew, you don't understand what's happening. <laughs> I said, tell me more. Obviously I don't. He goes, Matthew, what you need to understand is church attendance in Australia averages at around about 48 to 50 percent. Right? So in actual fact, in actual fact, he said this, Matthew, you have a large, because the average church size in Australia is 35. He said, you have a large and vibrant church where everyone is bought in, where everyone is contributing, where such a huge percentage of people is excited about what's happening. Come on, that's to be celebrated right now. It's absolutely... Let me tell you, we need more money, but we've got more money in the bank than we have for the last probably 20 years. All Right? There's more to be done, and I'll show you that a little bit later. But we are so incredibly healthy... And that's the end of my address right now because I think we need to really celebrate and pat each other on the back and give God all the praise and all the glory for what he is doing here. Amen. Come on. Fantastic. So I am just super excited about what's happening. I'm super excited about what we are achieving as a church collectively and together. And what you are doing as a church. Amen? Amen? Well, our next uh, role and our next job to do during this AGM is to invite Steve up to give the financials. Come on, Steve. Go for it. Come on, Steve. I'm allowed to sit down. You're allowed to sit down, mate. No problems at all. Yeah.
1: Thanks, thanks, Matt. I'll, I don't know whether I'll be as animated as he gets, but I'll do my best, OK? <laughs> So, before I present the financial reports, um, I'd probably just like to share a little bit about myself. So, a lot of you obviously know who I am. You probably don't know much about me. So, first of all, um, I've been in public practice accounting for the last 20 years, so I have quite a good background in things. Now, public practice accountants may not actually mean much to, to somebody, and you might think, what do they do? So... That person that you go and see and you take your tax return to, that's a public practice accountant. So that's that's basically what my role is. However, I do do a number of individual tax returns. I do do a lot of businesses and other organisations and that's that's sort of the main area of, of my work. So what, what you find when you're in practice and you're doing these different things is that this business is different to this business is different to this business. Everybody, Everything is different. So you have to be across a wide range of things. So um, what happened, I think it was either earlier this year or late last year, Mike came and saw me and he said, Hey Steve. Yes, Mike? <laughs> How would you feel about taking on the, the ship for the church? And I said... Oh, (laughs) I said, let me think about it. So I went away and I thought about it and I thought, well, have I got time to do this? Um, Is it where God wants to put me? And I did think about it, I did pray about it and I really felt that God did want me in this role. So this is the first time you're seeing me up here after 34 years of seeing Mike in this job, so... So thank you for that. <laughs> so I I spoke to Mike a few weeks later and I said yeah I think I think I'm to take this role on. So about February when we got back from New Zealand, Mike and I started the transition process to move from Mike moving out of the treasury ship role and for me to take that over. Now Mike has done a fantastic job. Um I when I stepped into this role I had no idea, I suppose, what was what was behind it, what, what I needed to know. And and he's helped me obviously through this transition process. So thank you very much, Mike. It's been much appreciated. I still I still do annoy him quite well, not 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 that often now, but every now and again I'll send him a text and say, What do I do here, Mike? <laughs> so he's been a fantastic support to me, so thank you very much for that, Mike. So yeah so during that during this time of transition I looked at what is going to work best for me um, not being able to potentially spend it as much time at the church as as uh, Mike was able to do so we actually looked at changing the accounting software that we use with the church so we've moved from Myob, which is something that sits on the server here at the church that if anyone wants to do any work, they've got to come in here. We now use a, a cloud-based software called Zero, So it means that I can be sitting at home, I can sit at work, I can do the work from anywhere. I get feeds of transactions coming in and I just need to code things up. So, um, so that's, been, that's been really good. So it's just been putting those things in place, uh, making sure we're setting ourselves up for the future. Uh, Rose has also been quite a good help to me. She sits in the office here and she'll say, Oh, Steve, what have I got? And I get Rose to do certain work for me in the background to help me out so that while I'm sitting at work I can look at the the, the church accounts and, and keep them functioning quite well. So so that's how I'm here. So, um, look, I, I, I just hope I can do... Ninety percent as good a job as as Mike, and I think I'll be happy um, but yeah it's been it's been a challenge to get here and um, but we're here and really looking forward to the future and and what that holds so appreciate the fact that uh, that you guys can uh, bear with me now. I could ask a question here, and I could say, anybody raise your hands who likes hearing about financial statements other than me and Mike. <laughs> Oh, Beck's up there. Oh, was a couple there, Tao. Good, good. <laughs> All right, so let's, we can move on to the financial accounts now. Um, so if you've got your books there, your AGM books, um, if you open up to the first page um, of the financial accounts, which is the Statement of Comprehensive Income, Sorry, it's it's page 1 of the financial statement, so after. Yeah, it's after all the photos, so it's about about page 35 or 36. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So I'll, I'll present the statements and then after that we'll have an opportunity if anyone's got any questions they want to ask, I'll do my best to answer them. If not, I might call on Mike because he actually prepared the accounts. Um, I'm presenting them, but I've had, a, I've had a good look over them, so hopefully I can help out wherever I need to. So the first first um, statement we're looking at is the statement of comprehensive income. So basically this statement tells us what income the church has received and what expenses we've paid out on. So I just wanted to run you through some of the components of that, the, the ones that are – that there's fo- probably fairly significant differences from the previous financial year. So the first item that we're looking at, the revenue from ordinary activities. So that in itself incorporates basically any, the, any income that the church receives. So that's whether it be tithe – Or offering or missions Um, it also includes um, love offerings for the different visiting ministers we have come through it also includes interest income as well so you'll see there that that's actually dropped by about $20,000 between 2018 and 2019 and some of the things that I've found about that one there is our ties actually increased in the 2019 year, and they went up by about $25,000. However, that was offset by the building fund. Um, so our building fund offerings actually dropped by about $21,500. The other thing to note in that one there is that um, with the separation of Wild Path from the church... Um, what actually happened was the assets of Wildpath were sitting on our books. They were actually um, extracted from our books, and the net effect to the income in that um, was about a, a drop of about nine thousand dollars. So that's not actually a physical um, cash drop. It's more of a book book drop, I suppose you would call it, accounting drop. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> Now, the other thing, and i couldn't drill down into this one in the two thousand and eighteen year, we had other receipts of um, about twelve thousand dollars, and they were down significantly to about five hundred dollars now i couldn't drill down into what that was for, so but there was a there was a fair chunk of money that Thanks, Mike. So I hope you all understood that. So that was that's the bulk reason uh, for the drop off in income of that twenty odd thousand dollars. Now the second item to probably to bring to your attention is the employee benefits expense. And that there is basically just the wages, salaries and superannuation that are paid to the staff of the church. Now there's been, you'll see that that's down by about $5,000. Now the reason for that is because there's been some changes in the staff. So um, we've, I think, added Rose in this year for a couple of days a week. I think she started in about December, is that right? One day. Um, And she's since increased, oh sorry, It's half a day, two days a week, that's what I'm... Yeah, yeah. Um, And then at the same time, so Mike was spending less time here working on the church accounts and things, so he was gradually transitioned out. So that's the main reason why that has dropped down. Um, Depreciation and amortisation has dropped a bit. You'll find that that drops as the value of the assets of the church drops, so will depreciation. The third item there is the borrowing cost. So you'll see that that's decreased from $1,300 down to zero. And the reason for that is, as um, we alluded to earlier on, that we've now got no church loan anymore, so therefore we have no borrowing costs associated. So that's something for praise. Um, So our missions, tithes and offerings... So that expense, a lot of that was actually about half of the difference of that uh, five-odd thousand dollars was increased spending at Wild Path during the year. So there was quite a bit more that went there. There was also a $1,000 love offering that was specifically given to the church to distribute to the Halifax ministry. Um, The other thing that happened during the financial year and another praise point was the launch and the on- ongoing costs of Care Net. So that's also included in that figure as well. So moving down a bit, Uh, repairs and maintenance are about the same. Insurance was about the same. Uh, Body corporate fees, you'll see they're up a little bit um, and that's because there was actually five quarters of body corporate fees paid in the 2019 year. So what you'll actually see in the 2020 year is there will actually only be three quarters so that will drop again. Um, Hospitality is increased by about $3,000. Purely Due to um, better, uh, so morning teas, <laughs> better better quality morning teas. We'll put it that way. So a little bit more variety, that sort of thing. The other thing that came into that as well was um, we held a lot more events and dinners, leadership dinners, that sort of thing at the church. So that was where most of that spending went to. Um, right. The other the other thing was the. Moving down to the visiting ministries, Um, so that was up a little bit. Um, We had more visiting ministries uh, and in particular the Franklin Graham crew um, took up a a fair chunk of that change. Uh, The motor vehicle expenses basically we were spending more money there's a few more repairs that was done on the on the Jeep in that current in the 2019 financial year watch which is why that figures up um, advertising costs were up by about fifteen hundred dollars a big chunk of that cost was the signage that was done up the top of the church mm-hmm. and also the, uh, the the banners and things like that so that that took most of that cost that's why that one's up so other than that, everything else is uh, pretty much status quo. You'll see that other expenses from ordinary activities um, has, has gone actually gone down a little bit. Now, other expenses, that's pretty normal. Um, there's a whole lot of other expenses that you don't see that actually sit in there, so that variance is, is fairly standard. So that brings us to the end of the comprehensive income statement. Sorry, one other thing I'll just add. So profit for the year, which you'll see down the bottom, uh, so we the church actually had a, a profit of uh, $6,040. So, yeah, thanks, God. <laughs> uh, so moving on to the statement of financial position. So the statement of financial position basically um, tells us what the assets of the church are, what the liabilities of the church are. So you'll see there that in the first part is the cash assets. So basically, that's just the money we have in the bank. And you'll see that that increase from two thousand and eighteen to two thousand and nineteen sorry two thousand and nineteen roughly equates to the profit figure from the last from the last uh, statement. So that's why that goes up. Um, fixed assets. So you'll see though they, they will do. Uh, decrease each year um, unless we are buying additional fixed assets. So other fixed assets are depreciable items like um, uh, the building is a depreciable item so that takes up the bulk of that. But if we go out and buy something chunky that we need to depreciate, um, like the chairs that we'll be going out and buying in a while, so they'll be a depreciable asset to the church. Um, Moving down, we've got the trade payables figure. Um, So you'll see that's decreased from $18,000 down to $9,300 this year. So a large um, portion of that is actually um, an unpaid benefit still owed to Pastor Bill. So that's at about, you'll you'll actually see that in the notes if if you want to have a look at it, the notes, it's actually note seven, Mike's got a... Uh, annotation in there so most of that is in relation to Pastor Bill's um, unpaid expense that hasn't yet been fully um, paid out and we're expecting to actually do that in the 2020 years so by the end of the financial this current financial year we should see that back to zero hopefully Um, and that's Probably all I want to talk to you about on that page. So if you flip over to the next page, we've got the uh, statement of changes in equity. So basically, just looking down at the 2019 year, you'll see we opened with retained surpluses at the beginning of the year, seven thousand eight hundred. Sorry, seven hundred seven hundred eighty-two thousand dollars nine hundred eighty-three. Add on our surplus, which is the profit figure from the income statement gives us our closing balance of about seven hundred and ninety eighty nine thousand so a good all all in all um probably probably a fairly positive year i would say um as long as we're making profits that's that's the main thing so um yeah <laughs> So, yeah, cash flow positive. So uh, we look like we're tracking in the right direction. And, um, yeah, we obviously keep, we keep, the, keep the income coming in and keep the expenses down as much as we can within reason. Um, still trusting that God will provide for every need. Um, looking forward, I think we're, uh, we're setting ourselves up pretty well for the future. So thank you very much.
0: brilliant thank you so much for that steve there's there's such a uh, extraordinary faith line uh, 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 when you're dealing with the absolute facts and figures and yet at the same time you're going god we're believing for, <laughs> we're believing for this we need that and there's a, there's a, always a constant faith line it's uh, it's you never ask an accountant um, have we got the money to do it because <laughs> an accountant will generally say <laughs> So the question is, how can we do it? Well, we're going to pray about that. So, uh, but it's a fantastic, amazing job that um, Mike <coughs> has done for such a very long time. And we recognised and uh, honoured uh, both Mike and Sandra and, and uh, the enormous role that Mike played and uh, <coughs> was able to, health, in a healthy way, hand it over to Steve. And an amazing job that you've done, Steve, in the, in the transition as well. Yes, that's right. So, is there any questions uh, uh, relating, uh, firstly, uh, to the finances that you'd like to either direct to, direct to either Mike or uh, Steve? Mike, yeah. Is, are you directing this to yourself or to me? Right. Microphone. Yep. Yeah. The asset that, um, that we have is in this building, I guess as, as Steve mentioned about the equity we have raised through our surpluses, but we're sitting on a property that's still worth around about $1.2, maybe to $1.5 million. So we are in a very healthy situation financially as a church. Um, you know, We're not going to go out backwards tomorrow financially, and it's a great platform for church for looking at new initiatives that are coming through like these uh the school going forward um you should be very proud as a church that we actually very few churches get to own their own building and uh without debt and uh it's a really great praise point so i just want to put that out we're a multi we're a million dollar nearly multi-million dollar church believe it or not <laughs> amen beautiful avon you had a question can we uh, run that microphone please thanks mike
1: Um, this really just uh, really to thank Mike and Sandra, um, and, and honour you that you know I've been here when the church was in the old building, to then the purchase of this, and they've stuck with it until the debt was paid out, and the church was in a position of 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 blessing and and being in the place in God that it needs to be. So I just want to uh, thank you and, and honour you.
0: Fantastic. Any other questions? That's all good. Yeah. Fantastic. If if there is something that you'd like to uh, ask or bring to attention or anything like that, please any time. Uh, you don't have to wait till A- an AGM to uh, ask any questions. Or there's something you think about later as well. Uh, please feel free to uh, to ask away. Um, are there any other questions in rego- in relation to anything else in the life of the church? Can't promise I have the answer, but. Yes, uh, if we can um, uh, move to accept this financial report as uh, accurate Uh, can I have a mover please Rebecca Smith and a seconder Daniel Fosco thanks Tim Um, all in favour (laughs) anyone against fantastic don't mind me Fantastic. Well, um, uh, I have said some very special thank yous uh, in uh, in uh, what I wrote in in the uh, in the annual in the AGM report. Um, I'd just like to publicly and thank uh, firstly Anna, uh, my amazing wife. Thank you. Um, Behind every good man is a better woman. So that's. that's great, and obviously Shyla and Joshua, but also uh, the oversight of the church, um, uh, Steve, Tim, and Peter as well for all the countless hours. A healthy church really has um, really has proper and good oversight, and uh, that's it's it's relating to spiritual cover, governance in a very very rapidly changing. Uh, legislation and world, uh, and uh, as we uh, implement um, new legislation to be brought up to date and up to speed with what's required of us uh, from the government as well, um, both state and federal. Uh, and, um, and just to maintain a great building that is such an amazing resource and, uh, and to be able to celebrate that. So can we just give Jesus a really big thanks? Amen. Thank you, Jesus. We just love you, Lord. We just thank you, Jesus. You are king of this house. You are the head of this house. Holy Spirit, we just thank you and we adore you and we give you all praise and all glory for everything that you're doing within our hearts and within our lives, Lord. And so, Lord, we just thank you for a wonderful day today and we give you all praise and all glory in Jesus' name. We all said? Amen Amen and amen. Well, it is 11.31. And so uh, I have not got to the. I uh, have not going to take the opportunity now to share the. So we're going to close the AGM. That's what I should do first. So closed uh, at 11:31. Uh, um, yeah, that's fine. Right. Um, and so, um, and so. Uh, What I'm going to look to do in the next coming weeks, I'm going to look for an opportunity of a Sunday morning that I will actually share and give you a great update as to where we are currently at. You need to understand that the annual general report is reflective as of, accurate as of June 30 uh, last, uh, sorry, this year. And so uh, what I would like to do is take the opportunity moving forward in the coming weeks towards the end of this year to share the vision of where we are at in reaching our three areas of fruitfulness. And you might remember that I shared <coughs> the three areas of fruitfulness being, uh, being the first thing is the establishment of a primary school that we are moving towards. Um, just a very quick update in relation to that, and that is... <coughs> And that is we are actually uh, booking an appointment uh, with the uh, education department to come and inspect the property here and they will begin the process of guiding us through what we need to do next. So um, you'll notice that uh, a prayer, big prayer point was the securing of the car park and we have notified the residents and the owners of uh, the surrounding area and uh, and uh, we have not had any public Objections. I uh, received a phone call from one of the local businesses saying I've been parking here for 40 years. And I said, well, I appreciate that. And he goes, but what you, What do you want me to do? Not park there anymore. So uh, I thought it was pretty simple. But, uh, um, uh, you know, change uh, is hard sometimes for people. But, um, but the truth is this, currently... Now, currently, we have not made any physical changes, okay? But on paper at the moment, in terms of um, uh, uh, acquiring that car park, we have not had uh, any objections. And it has come back to us to execute that. Um, We have not been able to rely upon the council... Uh, to act on our behalf, we are going to need to act upon that ourselves, so please be prayerful as we move towards that. So the first area of fruitfulness was obviously the school, the second was uh, is canet and i 'm going to talk about that more at the next opportunity and i 'm going to invite Kelly up as well to share about where we 're at with that. But <clears throat> if I was to say uh, the three areas the school. Care Net and building beautification. Well, then CareNet has been achieved, hasn't it? Come on, that's an amazing, amazing, amazing achievement. And I'm going to update you that uh, um, how how many people in total have been helped? Just two hundred and six. Well, food has gone out two hundred and seventy-eight five. 400 million times (laughs) and uh, so it it is just an incredible incredible achievement uh, by the team of you know Sophia and Kelly getting it established and and then the team taking it on from there so it's just so exciting that now every Tuesday there's people dropping in for coffee that would never have received help like the help that they're getting now And they're just coming in and they're spending like an hour hanging out and they walk out with a big smile on their face. And not only that, there's people coming along to Alpha discovering their faith as a result of that. (laughs) Amazing. I'd like to say that it was all part of my grand plan, but it wasn't. It's his plan that's outworking. Amen. And so, of course, then there's building beautification, of which we need to talk about that and what that looks like. And now building beautification isn't just about, uh, isn't just about maintenance. It isn't just about making this uh, place a, a better, more attractive place. There's also tied in there changes and adjustments that we need to make in order for the school as well. So it's a complex vision, but it's achievable, amen? And so uh, in a couple of weeks' time, we'll let you know via Team MCC what date that's going to be and I'm going to unpack the vision of Manningham Christian Centre even more so. Is that cool? Praise God. All right, I'm going to close in prayer and uh, I'm going to ask you, let's stand up and let's just uh, stand in agreement and uh, really, really dive in, amen? 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 Praise God. Jesus, you're so good. Jesus, you're so good. Can you just increase your awareness of where Jesus is in the room right now? Thank you, Lord. Jesus, you're so good. You're so good. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Jesus, you are just ever so present. Lord, we recognize your presence and your lordship, your kingship. Lord, we just thank you for what you're doing in us and through us, Lord. Jesus, continue what you, what you do. Continue what you are doing. Lord, we just love you and we thank you that you are our King of kings. You are our King. Jesus, everyone wants a King like you. And you are an amazing King. And Lord, we are in your kingdom. And Lord, as you said, that, uh, that we're not your slaves. Uh, We are your brother. We are closer. We are walking with you as you walk in and through us, Lord. And so, Father, we just thank you right now that you're such a good dad and that you've poured out your blessing, Lord, that we can barely contain it, Lord, Lord, that we are so excited to run into. And so, Jesus, we just love you and we thank you for your increase. We love you and we thank you for every single healing, every single piece of freedom that we gain. Lord, that, uh, that your presence so overwhelms us in, in so many different ways. Lord, we just thank you for who you are, for what you're doing. And Jesus, we just love you and we honour your presence right here. Holy Spirit, have your way. Breathe upon us right now, even now, Lord, filling us afresh empowering us to, uh, to, to increase. And Lord, that we would be walking in such greater blessing as it, your word says from glory to glory in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. And we all said? Amen, amen and amen.